0: On this podcast, Pastor Moody brings us a message entitled, Here Comes the King. His scripture text to be taken from the book of Matthew, chapter 21, verses 1 through 11. Here now, Pastor Moody.
1: Good Bibles in hand, and let's go to Matthew, chapter 21. Matthew, chapter 21. And uh, we're going to read a little bit this morning and preach a while. Hallelujah. We were preached yesterday morning down at the Come Apart conference I did and had a good time there. God just, he helped us. Amen. He helped us. Matthew 21. The Bible said, When they drew nigh to Jerusalem, were come to Bethphage unto the Mount of Olives, then sent Jesus two disciples, saying unto them, Go into the village over against you, and, and straightway you shall find an ass tied and a colt with her, Loose them and bring them unto me. If any man say aught or says anything unto you, you shall say the Lord has need of them. And straightway he will send them. And all this was done that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the prophet, saying. Now listen to the prophecy. Tell you the daughter of Zion, behold thy king cometh unto thee, meek, and sitting upon an ass and a colt, the foal of an ass, and the disciples went and did as Jesus commanded them. They brought the ass and the colt, put them on them, their clothes, and they set him thereon. And a very great multitude spread their garments in the way, and others cut down branches from the trees and strawed them in the way. And multitudes went before and followed, and that followed cried, saying, "Hosanna!" To the son of David, blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And when he was coming to to Jerusalem, all the city was moved saying, who is this? And the multitude said, this is Jesus, the prophet of Nazareth. Hallelujah. I want to preach for a few moments this morning. Here comes The king. Hallelujah. Say it with me. Here comes the king. Hallelujah. You see, the idea of Israel's long awaited king coming into Jerusalem on a donkey with all of the fanfare was to be an expected event. And when he came that day, they were shouting, Save us now. Here comes the king. Let's pray. Father, thank you for the word. Thank you for the anointing. Let your Holy Ghost move today. <laughs> Minister to us, God, that we may receive you and open up the gates to our hearts for Jesus to come in. And the church said, Amen. Hallelujah. Psalm 24, I didn't give them this scripture, but it just came to mind. Psalms 24 and verse 7 says, lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be ye lift up you everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. The King of glory shall come in. And then it says, who is this King of glory? The Lord, strong and mighty in battle. He is the King of glory. I begin to think about this wonderful event when Jesus was coming into Jerusalem just six days before he would be taken out and crucified nailed to a cross, and died for the sin of humanity. There was much excitement in Jerusalem. It was the time of Passover. There literally were maybe a few million people in and around the city, and every year at Passover, there was always an expectancy that perhaps Messiah would come. He would show up, and He would deliver them from their oppressors of hundreds of years, and and establish his kingdom, and there would be a theocratic rule of God upon the earth, and Israel would be exalted back to a prominence, well, to a prominence that it had never achieved before. And yet when Jesus comes in, they begin to straw the palm branches from the trees down in the way, Lay their garments, some of them said, in the way. And as he would come in, they were shouting, Hosanna. Hallelujah. Blessed is he that comes in the name of the Lord. This was a prophesied event. And Zechariah had, had prophesied it back in Zechariah chapter 9 and verse 9. And he, in this prophecy, he deals with, the, in the chapter, I should say, with the first advent or coming of Christ Into the city, and as well, he deals with when he'll return later, the second advent. And uh, they thought, however, it would all be one thing he he would come, he would take over, he would set up his government, he would, uh, uh, as I said, empower them and elevate them. But listen to what the scripture said the prophecy was, uh, Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion, shout, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, thy king cometh unto thee. Listen, he is just, or righteous, and having, or bringing, salvation, lowly, humble, and riding upon an ass, and upon a colt, the foal of an ass. I thought as I read this, one of the commentaries said, said it this way. It said, Behold, thy king cometh unto thee. He does not see a, say a king, But he says, your king, your own king, the long-promised, long-expected one, he who when they had kings of their own given them by God had been promised that he would come as the king, the righteous ruler among men of the seed of David. He who would be above all other kings, he would be their king and their savior, whose kingdom was to absorb itself into itself all the kingdoms of the earth, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, the King of glory. Can you say amen? I want to tell you the greatest day of my life was the day that I opened up the gates and opened up the doors of my heart. And the King of glory came in and sat upon the throne of my heart. I've found that since that time, He's, he has absorbed everything that I have to do with. He saturated my family. He saturated my home. He saturated all of my life. He changed my occupation and my career. He gave me a new home, hallelujah, that I'm still working to get to. He designed me a new future. Can you say, Amen? He canceled my past. He my past. He took away the sin and the failure and the brokenness of all the years of my wrong living and he gave me a new heart a new life hallelujah I want to shout it here comes the king hallelujah give him praise he would come from heaven and come to man and be one of them Isaiah would say in chapter 9 and verse 6 For unto us a child is born. Unto us, somebody say us, a son is given. The government will be upon his shoulder. He'll be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Paul said it like this in 1 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 16. He said, For without controversy, In other words, you can't argue with this. Great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh. Remember, they call him Emmanuel, God with us. God was manifest in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached to the Gentiles, believed on in the world, and received up into glory. Paul said again, in Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 14, For as much then as you are the as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also himself likewise took part of the same, that through death he might destroy him that had the power of death that is a devil. Oh, I want to tell you something. What a travesty. What a a danger to misunderstand his coming to them that they couldn't grasp who he was. But can I tell you, it's even more of a travesty, more of a danger today for somebody not to recognize who this Jesus is. Can I tell you, he was virgin born. Hallelujah, I know I preach that a lot, but it's powerful. He did live sinless among us. He came and, and demonstrated the the power of God. He said when you've seen me, you've seen the Father. He taught things and they said never a man spoke like this man. He did things and and their own religious ruler said we know that he couldn't do these things unless God was with him. Are you hearing me? Yet they couldn't fully grasp who he was. Can I tell you today we have even more witness than they because he went to a cross. He died for our sin and he rose again hallelujah he ascended back to heaven and sent back this Holy Spirit that lives in us and introduces us to him I want to shout it here comes the king hallelujah you must acknowledge him and surrender to him hallelujah I have studied this and for years I have somewhat been confused and perplexed and marvel at this account as I read it. Because when he came into the city, the same people that would, in a few days would deny him, the same ones that would prefer a murderer, the same ones that would as uh, uh, well as Isaiah said, esteem him smitten, one to see him beat, one to see him killed they were they, they hated him in just a few days but that day when he came into that city amen jason they begin to shout hosanna save us now they begin to shout blessed is he that comes in the name of the lord can i tell you what happened there's an automatic reaction that takes place when the anointing comes in ah oh, do you hear me when the presence of god shows up there's a tendency in every man to praise there's a tendency in every sinner to get convicted and Christ save me now and oh when Jesus rode into that city that presence of God rode in on the back of that donkey listen to me daughter of Zion it's not just a prophet of Nazareth it's your king he's coming I said seated upon the back of a donkey and when he rode in all of a sudden there was a natural reaction Hosanna! Blessed. Is he, hallelujah, that comes in the name of the Lord? So I started to look at what took place. It's an amazing thing, can you say, man? Uh, in the newsletter today, I, I, I did a, a little thing about the Palm Sunday uh, uh, occurrence, and, and the thing that I noticed was that, uh, that when he came in, there were some that got disturbed. The priests begin to say, listen, don't you hear what they're saying? Tell them to quiet down. They're shouting in the temple. Woo, we're not used to that. Are you hearing me? Not, well, I could preach that in a lot of churches. We're not used. I preach that to some of you all. We're not used to shouting in the church. can you say amen? Get them quiet. And uh, don't make them stop. Do you hear what they're saying? That they're calling you the son of David. That's a, t- a term that's only reserved for the king when he comes. And Jesus just said, "Haven't you heard? Out of the mouths of babes and sucklings, he's he's ordained praise." Can you say, "Amen"? And the Scripture said that that the Pharisees and the priests they they were all, you know Lazarus was there at Bethany with them, and he came into town with him apparently, and they wanted to kill him. They wanted to shut this move of God. Down, Are you hearing me? And, uh, and But yet when Jesus rides into the city, oh, there's an automatic praise. I've often wondered that when he comes back, I'm about to feel good, hallelujah. When he comes back, uh, the Bible said every knee will bow, every tongue will confess, uh, even the devil himself will fall down on his knees uh, and automatically say, you are wrong. hallelujah somebody ought to shout it he's coming he's coming you better get ready here comes the king hallelujah woo well no wonder he told them to rejoice no wonder he told them to shout he said your king's coming When the king comes, oh, can I tell you, angels before him prostrate fall. Woo, holy, holy, holy. They cry in his presence. Meet up, I say, I might just stay there a while. Dear God, when we get in the house of the king, it's the time to fall down. It's the time to lift up holy hands. It's the time to cry out and shout Hosanna. Blessed is he. Hallelujah. What a blessed God. Zechariah said some things. Why not you just listen to the manner and the purpose that Zechariah said he would come for. First of all, he says, your king is coming. And he says this, he says, he's just. That's a simple word. But it really means he's righteous. Oh, Israel touted David as being their greatest king. But David had a, was a man after God's own heart. David took another man's wife. And I'm not down on David. David's in glory. He's probably said, I wish you wouldn't bring that up. <laughs> Except for the fact that David prayed a grace message under the law. Blot out my transgressions. Wash me throughly. created me a clean heart. Renew within me a right spirit. Take not thy, son, thy Holy Spirit away from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation. That's, that's a New Testament prayer in the Bible, in the Old Testament. Can you say amen? But they would tell you, David was our greatest leader. No, no, they'd go back farther and say, Moses was our deliverer. But Moses got in the flesh and smoked the rock when God said prophesy to it and didn't get to go to Canaan land. I mean, come down the list, all of them. I'm, You know, and... Sister Moody and I have been reading through the Bible again, and, and when we went through First and Second Samuel and First and Second Kings and Chronicles, it was amazing to me. And, and through Judges and all of that, it was amazing to me that every now and then, you know, there'd be a whole line of rotten kings, and and then all of a sudden they'd show up one new thing. Well, he's pretty good, and then in the end he'd fall too. So. They thought David was was, was the great king. But he said, I'm going to tell you when this king comes, he's just, he's righteous, he's altogether holy. The New Testament would say he knew no sin. He was without sin. There wasn't even, Peter would say, any guile or or ill speaking in his mouth. That's pretty righteous, can you say, man? I haven't got there yet, by the way. Then he says... He's just, Psalm 47 and 5 said, you love righteousness and you hate wickedness. Therefore, God, your God has anointed you with the oil of gladness above your fellows. In other words, ain't nobody anointed like Jesus, can you say, "Amen"? Somebody shout, yes, nobody anointed like him. He's our king. Here comes the key. Isaiah 11 and 5 said, and righteousness shall be the girdle of his loins and faithfulness the girdle of his reins. In Revelation 19 and 11 when he's coming back, John said, I saw heaven open and behold a white horse. And he that sat on him was called faithful and true. Listen, and in righteousness he, he judges. Hallelujah. Woo. What a God. He's just. Number two, it says he has salvation or he's bringing salvation with him. I, I want to tell you that the, the, the law, the, the sacrifices, the system, all of those bullocks and goats and turtle doves and lambs and, and all he the, the everything that they that they sacrificed. Was all a picture of what would come one day—the day of atonement. Every year, when the high priest offered for himself for sin and then for the sins of a nation, the Bible said it didn't put away sin; it just appeased God till the next time. Are you hearing me? But when Jesus came, He came with power over sin. He said, "Oh death, where's thy, sti- uh, thy sting? Oh grave, Paul, did. where's your victory?" He said, the, the sting of death is sin." that's what makes death so bad sin calls death and and death is the reward of sin but Jesus came and he had power to not only overcome it but deliver us from it woo here comes the king he has salvation Isaiah 25 and 9 said it shall be said in that day that lo here is our God listen We've waited for him. This should have been their response. We've waited for him. He'll save us. Hallelujah. I love to tell people, he'll save you. I, I love it when people that are addicted to drugs and, and bound by alcohol and caught up in 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 in, in inappropriate relationships and, and bound in things that are that are unthinkable and they they try to quit they've tried new year's resolutions they've tried turning over a new leaf they they've tried to you know uh, uh, go to agencies for help can they get a witness can I shout can I shout we've waiting for him we've waited for him bless God he'll save us he brings salvation Salvation when he comes. My God, that's a condition of his entrance in your heart. You must be born again. Hallelujah. He'll save us. This is the Lord. We've waited for him. We'll be glad and rejoice in his salvation. Acts 4 and 12, Peter stood up and said, Neither is there salvation in any other. For there's no other name under heaven given among men whereby you must. Be saved. So he he he's he's coming. He's he's righteous. He he's bringing salvation. He says. Then then listen to what he says. He says he's lowly. Wait a minute. I thought he was a king. That's the beauty of this. He he's he's lowly. He's he's submissive. Can you say amen? The prophet declares that their king should come to them in a poor condition. He doesn't come in riding on a white horse like a conquering general. He comes in riding on a donkey. In Ecclesiastes, there's a verse that, that said, I saw princes riding on, uh, I saw servants riding on horses and princes walking on the ground and riding on donkeys. What was he saying? Ecclesiastes, Solomon was saying, I want you to know for the man to really be able to help you, he's got to get off his high horse and come in lowly where he can touch you. We have a God that's touched by the feeling of our infirmities. He, my God. God, I'm about to preach he get, he get down where you are. He's been through what you've been through. He knows how to come to you, hallelujah. Woo! Obama promised hope and change. And I will tell you something, you can't even get to the man. you can't get, you can't get close to the man. George Bush, all of them before him. I mean, you'd think they was something special. They are to be honored. Can you say amen? But uh, they took our cash and give us no hope, and all we got left is our change. I was <laughs> Couldn't get to them. You have to schedule years in advance to get an audience with the Pope. And when you get in front of him, all you do is kiss his ring. Don't help you. Are you hearing me? Woo! But here comes the king riding on a donkey. Boys, I've come down where you live. He that inhabits the high and the lofty place is found with us dwelling in our midst. Hallelujah. Oh God. Somebody shout, here comes the king. He comes in lowly in a position of poor condition stricken, smitten, and afflicted position. Isaiah 53 said, verse 4, He's borne our griefs, carried our sorrows. We did esteem Him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. Philippians 2 and 8, Paul said, He was found in the fashion of a man. He humbled himself. Somebody say humbled himself. Became obedient to the death, even the death of the cross. Second Corinthians eight and nine said, For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus, that though he was rich, for your sakes he became poor, that through his poverty you might be rich. He came lowly. He came to find you in your sin. Hallelujah. In the news this week. My heart goes out to Sister Brenda Todd and their families. Two thugs took their family members out, shot them, stabbed them, killed them. And, and I don't mean to be unkind. Then another one this week, apparently a grandmother killed in her own house. The house set on fire. i am telling you something, folks. Drugs and drug addicts. And uh, it's, it's destroying our community. Madison County. Okay. Did anybody else besides me and my wife notice that every night this week, Madison County's been on the news and it's been murders, it's been robberies, it's been drugs. Are you hearing me? And, and I, yeah, I want to tell you something. I'm not mad at the drug dealers, but I'm sure enough spitting fire mad at the devil that has drugged them down into that stuff. And I want to shout to him, here comes the king. He's not coming in to destroy you. He's coming in to meet you in your addicted condition and pick you up and bring Bring you out. My God, de- he's our deliverer. Hallelujah. Woo! He met John Newton locked up in a cage. Madman, his mind gone. Been a slave trader, demon possessed. Had watched hundreds of black Africans die in the hold of those slave ships just threw their bodies out at sea like so much refuse. Then when he lost his mind, somebody got down on their knees beside that cage, told him about Jesus. And John Newton would later write, Amazing grace, how sweet the sound. It saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Yes, here comes the King. Hallelujah. Woo! Hallelujah. A man drunk, an alcoholic living in the streets, lost everything, his his family in the poorhouse, his baby girl got sick, didn't have no money, amen, uh, for nothing to help her medically. That child died. They buried her. He comes staggering into the funeral parlor. There she laid in a little casket and the lid open. a little pretty dress, nice little patent leather shoes. He leans over the casket. He's crying while he's there acting it out. He steals the shoes off that child's feet, takes them down the street and sells them to go buy a pint of gin. Are you hearing me? That's a true story. I heard it years ago from a man of God. But he said then a few weeks later, said Jesus found that man, passed out in a drunken coma. Somebody got to him, saved him. Are you hearing me? Became a preacher of the gospel. I'm telling you, when the king comes, he'll change things. Hallelujah. (laughs) So he comes lowly comes riding on a donkey. Albert Barnes said there is no instance in which a king rode on a donkey, recorded, save he whose kingdom, or except he whose kingdom was not of this world. He didn't have to ride in on a great white steed down here. He could ride in on a donkey because after a while he's riding on one that can ride out of heaven. Hallelujah. His kingdom is not here. Hallelujah. Are you hearing me? It wasn't a Tennessee Walker. It wasn't a thoroughbred. It was a donkey. And the king, the greatest king the world would ever see, rolled in on a donkey. The prophecy, he said, then was framed to prepare the Jews to expect a prophet king, not just another man king. Say it with me, a prophet king a healer king, a savior king, a high priest king. Hi, hey, come in, saying, I've come. I'm the greatest, but I've come to be the least. I can serve you. Hallelujah. Here comes the king. Oh, i got to hurry. Let me go on, riding on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of an ass. The word rendered colt, as with us, signifies the young, an unbroken animal. In the fulfillment, our Lord directed His disciples to go find that donkey, find that colt. It's one that nobody's ever set on. Why did He say it? Don't you know I ain't like nobody else? That's what He was saying. Woo, hallelujah. They said, Lord, show us the, show us the Father and we'll be satisfied. He said, "Have i been so long with you, don't you understand? And when you've seen me, you've seen the Father. I'll ride on something nobody else ain't ever rode on. I'll do things nobody else has ever done. I'll accomplish what nobody else ever could. I won't destroy that law. I'll fulfill that law. My God, I want to tell you, John said he was the Word. The Word became flesh. He dwelled among us, and we saw him, but when we saw him, we saw grace and truth as of the only begotten of the Father and I shout it here comes the king hallelujah (laughs) he's the king he's my king he's king over Richmond devils don't know it yet but they will Mm-hmm. This president we got said we're not a Christian nation. He's about to find out. This Jesus is king over America. Can I shout it? This Jesus, Mao Zedong died thinking he was boss. But Jesus is king over communist China. He's king over Russia. I want to tell you two billion Muslims on this planet will tell you he was a prophet. They'll kill you if you say he was the son of God. But I think we'll find out he's the king over the Muslim world. He's the king over the dark continent of Africa. He's the king over the islands of the sea. Hallelujah. And soon. He's coming. Woo! Shout to the king. Shout to the king. Hosanna. Save us now. Hallelujah. Woo. Haha! Yeah. <laughs> He's coming back. He's coming again. He's making plans. Things are being prepared. Revelation 19 and 11. I read that, but I want to read it in some more. I saw e- heaven open, a whole white horse. He that sat on him was called faithful, true, and in righteousness, doth he judge and make war. Woo! Tommy, Glendon, Danny. I got any other horsemen in here, any horse people? Mike, who else is horse people? Y'all, y'all fool with horses. Let me, let me, Jimmy, let me tell you a thing. He sat on that coal that had never been rode. He didn't have to break it. No, that donkey had no sense to know who the king was. Uh, Somewhere out there in that third heaven there's a stable with a white horse. No man's ever sat on it. It's never been broke. Yippee, it don't have to be. He knows who his king is. Oh, my God, he's coming. He's coming. He's going to ride right back into this planet. Woo! Woo! Hosanna, Hosanna, Hallelujah. Well on a white horse. Somebody say a white horse. Old Patton rode on a white horse. Old Patton rode in on a white horse in Europe. He never rode this horse. I feel my shout. What's wrong with you, preacher? You got to understand. He's been my king now all 34 years. He found me in sin. He found me in a mess. He picked me up. He brought me in. He's my king. Woo! 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 I wish mean, somebody shout for the king. Well, when it comes, we're going to fall down. We're going to shout, here comes my king. Behold, daughter of science. That was Israel then, it's the church now. Behold, daughter of Zion. Your king comes. But when he comes, listen, he's riding on a white horse. He that sits on that horse is called faithful and true. In righteousness he judges and makes war. Listen, his eyes are like a flame of fire. On his head are many crowns. He's got a new name written that no man knew but he himself. And he's clothed in a vesture dipped in blood. And his name is called the word of God. He became flesh. He is Jesus. <laughs> the Muslims are looking for the, what is it, the 12th imam? Not mom, but imam, holy man. They ain't never had the first thing yet. But they're looking for the <laughs> Well, preacher, you shouldn't say their imams are not holy I men. You old narrow-minded bigot! No, nobody's holy. Jesus said, "There's nothing good but the Father." But when you've seen me, you've seen the Father. I, I need to quit preaching. We got to go home, but I just can't, can't quit, hardly. <laughs> I just can't hardly quit. They're looking for that twelfth or thirteenth or whatever it is imam to come. Bad news. He ain't coming. If he does, it won't make no difference. What? somebody hear me? Won't well, amount to nothing. But here comes the King riding on a horse. Hallelujah. Uh, you Christians are a little cocky, got a right to be a little cocky. We're the king's kids. Woo! Hallelujah, I'm feeling good. He came into town on a donkey. They lied on him, falsely accused him. Men were so bold as to try to judge him who was the king that made everything. They smote him on the face. They plucked out his beard. They plowed his back like furrows. He said in Psalms that if you could see his bowels. They beat him so bad. Cut the flesh off of him. Yet not a bone broken. Spit in his face. Drove thorns on his head and said... Here he is, the king of the Jews. Oh, he was their king, all right. He said, but my kingdom is not of this world. If it were, my subjects would fight. They're not doing that now, but you just wait a while. Woo, I'm sorry. There's coming a day when he gets on a white horse, and and the scripture said the armies of heaven uh, get on white horses too. Woo, I doubt if I can even get on a horse right now. But honey, I'm getting on one then. I'm going to take my boots with me. I'm going to get on one and I'm going to ride back with Jesus. Woo! So are you! So are you! You're the army of God. Woo! Tommy, he won't be saying now, you experienced horsemen get up front. We'll all be horsemen there. I was at the hospital one day. I'll tell you all this, we'll pray here in a minute. But I was at the hospital, Alexa, one day, and this young African American girl got on. She is a nurse aide or something, and she was a pretty little girl, real real pleasant. Well, these two older women got on, and one of them was, you know, way up in years, maybe the mother of the other one, and she was, she is, she is older than me. So they lay so his way up. I'm pushing it. And, and they got on the on the elevator, and the the, the real old lady looked at, uh, at that young black girl and said, honey, said, said, you're so pretty. She said, well, thank you, ma'am. And she said, no, no, no. I said, I mean, I said you're gorgeous. I said, you could be a model or something. I said, you're just so pretty. And the other lady spoke up and said, uh, yeah, and said, uh, she knows what she's talking about, says, so she's been involved in that fashion world, you know. And, she, and I'm just standing there kind of, you know, listen to this. I said, yeah, You know, women, good gracious. Get on the elevator and I'll talk about it. And finally the old lady looks at me and she said, sir. I said, yeah, she said, you look like John Wayne. <laughs> 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 Woo. I said, okay, pilgrim. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Really, here's what she said. She said, sir, I was going to tell you that you look like John Wayne. And then she said, but you're much too short. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way people in church are. Some of them puff you up and some of them pop you. <laughs> There's always puffers and poppers in the church. <laughs> oh, I got to go on how do I get out of this the point I'm trying to make is that John Wayne could set a horse. Couldn't he? I mean, that wasn't no stunt, man. That had John Wayne on that horse. He was so big, he could just about walk up on it without jumping. <laughs> and, but when we get to heaven, and these bodies are glorified, and we've been to that marriage supper of the Lamb, and that battle of Armageddon starting to erupt down there in the valley of Megiddo, and I've been there and looked at that valley. And, oh, the Bible said the blood will run bridle high of the horses and, and said it'll take seven years to, uh, to to burn the weapons of war and seven months to bury the dead. And, and, and when that devil thinks he's got Israel destroyed and Jesus says, all right, children, let's go get my other children, them that are going to be saved for Abraham's sake. And he gets on a white horse and we... It's there in Revelation 19. We get on horses with him. Hey, you young people, let me tell you something. King's Island ain't got nothing. Hallelujah. Is this all right? We're coming back with him. He will set his feet on the Mount of Olives where he left from. and When he steps off of that big steed, throws that long... Galilean leg off the other side, and plants both feet on that mountaintop. It's going to split. And the earth's going to shake, and a river's going to erupt, and a millennial temple is going to be built. Is anybody hear what I'm telling you? This Jesus is coming back, and this time they won't lie on him, and this time they won't spit in his face. And this time they won't beat him and they won't jerk out his beard, but they'll fall down and declare, You are King of kings and Lord of lords. Now, 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 say, Come to the music. Let me close. Oh, God. I've preached 45 minutes and Pentecostals can't take that. Ooh, I'm a little mean, Anna. I told you you'd get cocky when you get in the anointing. Look, can I tell you a thing? His coming, his coming is going to be the most spectacular thing we've ever saw. Nothing, nothing we've ever seen like it. But the thing of it is, we've got to be ready. How do you get ready? Well, I want—I want to tell you a thing. He's here now. He's—he's he's in our midst. By the Holy Spirit. And he's saying. Be lift up you everlasting doors. Open up you everlasting gates. Break open the bars of your heart. And that king. Will come in now. Meek and lowly. Being a, a savior. And a healer. And a deliverer. And a priest. And a mediator being a baptizer in the Holy Ghost, being a deliverer, being everything you need. He said, if you just open up, the King of Glory will come in. Well, who is the King of Glory? I've been telling you about him all morning. He's the Lord, mighty in battle. The same one rode in on a donkey, going to come back on a horse, and right now on the wings of the Spirit, he's saying, just open the door and I'll come in. I'll save you and you can walk out of here, and bless God, you'll get your riding license. You'll be you'll be qualified to ride a white horse out of heaven when you walk out of here. Woo! Hallelujah. Yeah. Man got married, and riding and Felicia, both their husbands flew with horses, and I thought, you know, I might get them guys to teach me how to ride a horse. Cause one day I'm gonna be I need to be equipped. Then the thought hit me, no, I'll be ready. Because my horse will know me. You probably talked to me. He probably said, get on, son. Hallelujah. What a God. What a God. What a God that can do these kind of things. I'd rather go to heaven than go anywhere. I'd rather go to heaven than stay here. <laughs> king is coming. Here comes the king. Stand with me. Father, thank you. And said, I.
0: We hope you enjoyed today's message and we'll tune in again next time. Raising the Standard is the media ministry of the Richmond House of Prayer in Richmond, Kentucky. For more information on the various outreaches and ministries of the Richmond House of Prayer, please visit our website at www.arhop.life. Thanks for listening.